It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Contender of the Faith broadcast, and I'm your host, Robert Jones. We truly are excited that you took the time to hear what's going on over here. On this June 24, 2017, Saturday, a rainy Saturday. We've been raining for two to three weeks down in Atlanta, Georgia. But we still thank the Lord for being able to experience the rain, because many places there is a drought. But... On this broadcast, the contender of the faith, we oppose, we go against, we stand up against societal norms. We stand up against things that have been said that's not biblical, that's not Bible-based. We get the word of God on it and we teach you how to fight, how to hold on, how to keep the faith. That's what we do. We contend for this faith and we just thank you for tuning in on today lord jesus we love you father we appreciate you on today we ask your lord to bless each and every listener in a special way give us the things that we need to be able to be effective on this earth lord jesus send down more of what we need lord jesus only you know what we need lord jesus we ask you lord that we continue to contend for this faith lord jesus we ask you lord to remove anything that will hinder us from being a contender for the faith, Lord Jesus. We ask the Lord Jesus to touch each and every person. We come against sickness and disease, time bombs in our bodies. We come against pains. We come against the spirit of poverty on today in the name of Jesus. We come against the spirit of oppression and depression. We come against any we come against against any retaliation spirits that's targeted even on this um broadcast on today in the name of Jesus. We come against everything that the enemy would try to set up against your people, Lord. Have your way on today, Lord Jesus. Encourage, motivate, Lord Jesus. Prolong our lives in the name of Jesus. We come against the devil and the very works of him and everything he tried. We come against it right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Lord with Jesus. We are excited to be able to serve you. We are excited that you are our older brother. We are excited that you are our God on today, Lord Jesus. We ask you, Lord, just to do what it is you are doing in our lives, Lord. Continue great things in our lives, Lord. Have us not to stir away from what you've called us to do, Lord. Have us to be encouraged, Lord. No matter who encourages us, Lord Jesus, just you continue to to give us the encouragement, Lord Jesus, through your word and through your communication to us, Lord Jesus. And let us down in your word on today that we will re- that we will leave different than we came, Lord. Please bless us. Right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. When I start to pray and think about what all God is doing, have I have more more words than mouth <laughs> to, to talk about what he's doing on today. I thank the Lord for you that taking the time out 
amen, to call, I mean, to tune in. We do have a call-in service while I'm talking about that on 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sundays. So we have one on June the 24th, which is tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. That number is 720-820-1583. And I encourage you to continue to tune in to us, to become a friend of the ministry. Amen. You can you can contact us through uh, www.noflesh.org. You can also email us at nofleshglory at gmail.com. Amen. You once again you reach the contender of the faith broadcast, and I am your host, Robert Jones. And as we continue on in the things of God, we want to invite different uh, people on to have different conversations about subject matters and we want to do some expansion we're looking at some different things we want to do but on today on today i want to go right into the word amen we got i think i got more things to talk about than i have time and i'm trying to be cognizant of the time but on today we're gonna go into the book of matt matthew amen it's a i love the book of matthew because it deals with the start out of the gospel and what Jesus did and what principles he set in place for us to follow. We're going to Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through 11. It's a famous uh, uh, scripture, uh, verse, text, um, dealing with Jesus. And, you know, the subject matter that most Bibles have is called the temptation of Christ. The temptation of Jesus, and and but we want to deal with that. But we, but if you need a subject we want to talk about, we want to deal with fight past the temptations. We want to fight past the temptation. Amen. You want to fight past it. You not only want to overcome it. You not only want to know. You know, it, it's not enough to say that uh, I'm being tempted. You need to go past that, and you want to win. Amen. In that temptations, starting off at the foot chapter of Matthew verse 1 and it says then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil to be tempted of the devil the spirit led him the spirit led the Lord Jesus this verse exemplifies the perfect example to us as believers we should be led when we want to be successful in defeating the devil. Let me say that again. If you want to be successful in defeating the devil, you want to be led. Of course, we know that he's attack when you may not be led. He, he come, he start mess with you. He start stuff with you. You didn't ask that this happened. You didn't ask that, you know, you um, uh, have to deal with him. You didn't ask those things. But... When you are trying to defeat him and, and you want to know if you want to uh, deal with a certain encounter, you know, you're thinking about maybe, you know, dealing with a certain area, uh, whatever the Lord may be putting on your heart to do. You want to ensure that it, is, that it is him and you're being led. Jesus let the perfect example because the Bible said that he was led of the spirit into the wilderness. So we should be led. Amen. He was led of the spirit. What spirit? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. You know, we 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 have to be led by the Holy Spirit. We 
and, and, and it goes on to say to be tempted. The word tempted means to be persuaded or enticed. Now we know already that Jesus cannot be tempted or persuaded, but this is what the enemy thought that he was going to do. So, but that didn't stop Satan from trying. He still tried. And he still will try us. Even when we know, even when he knows he can't win. You know, you've been fasting, praying, you've been serving the Lord for a while. You're excited, you're motivated, you're on fire for Jesus Christ. And the enemy just keep on keeping on. He keep on trying to try you in the same areas that you believe you were delivered in. Well, it doesn't stop him from trying. Amen. It doesn't stop him from trying, but that don't mean he's going to be um, uh, effective. That doesn't mean he's going to have the victory. Amen. So even though he knew he couldn't beat Jesus, he still tried. Second verse, it says, And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. He hungered. He hungered. This scripture doesn't uh, specifically say that this is Satan's first attempt of tempting Jesus. We don't, it doesn't, when we read this, we, it doesn't say that, okay, this is the first time he was tempted. But we also know that 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 he's he's a slickster. We know that he tried things. So chances are, because Jesus was fasting, Satan, you know, may have tried, but he couldn't. It wasn't effective. He couldn't find an opportunity because many times, for those that fast, you know that when you're fasting, you you, you know you're you're taking time out away from the things of 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 um the normal things you may do. You may you know depending on what type of fast. Some people. You know, we grew up, I grew up, you know, we did three-day fast, no food, no water. There's, there some people do fast with water, some people do fast, you know, skip meals. It depending on, you know, how the Lord leads you to do a fast. But we know Jesus went 40 days and 40 nights. Some people say that he went 40, days, 40 nights without food and water. Well, we know it for sure he went without food because it didn't say he thirsted, it said he hungered. And so... Jesus was fasting and Satan couldn't find an opportunity to do him nothing at that time or either try to come to him. So here Jesus experienced a human desire. Amen. He, he had a human anxiety, a desire because he said he hungered. And hunger, and with this hunger, the enemy thought that this was a, a perfect opportunity to come to Jesus, to try to attack him, to try to, to see if he can uh, tempt our Lord and Savior, He caught him in his, 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 um, humanistic, uh, side, um, hunger, which we all experience. So he thought that he couldn't be successful. The third verse, Matthew four and three, and when the tempter came to him, he said, "If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread." You see, so he came. The enemy will come. Stop, stop getting upset because he come. He will come. The question you have to ask yourself is how long until you run him away? How long until you run him away? He's going to come, but how long? How, how angry are you going to have to get? How, you looking for the Lord Jesus Christ to, to intercede in this if he gave you power? You see that we read here in the book of Matthew uh, chapter 4 that Jesus was uh, targeting and talking to the enemy and God didn't intervene in any of this because he know his son had it. We have to get past that place where we're looking for Jesus to intercede if he's already given us the power and authority. Yeah, he intercede. That intercession part comes in when we can't and we get along, we, we fall along the way. But when we are prepared 
when we are prepared, a prepared people by him, he have no, he, he just sit back and watch the fight. Because he know we're going to be successful anyway because he's trained us. He's given us what we need. He's not going to let the enemy do anything to you, of course. If he see you losing, yeah, he's going to intercede and step in. But we, but here, Jesus had went on a 40-day fast. 40 days and 40 nights. You see? So, it was no need for God to get in this because he knew his son had it. So, many times the devil hangs around us. He'll hang around. Because we are not persistently targeting him for defeat. Sometimes he'll hang around because he knows that, you know, that we're not going to do anything. Notice Satan came in casting doubt. Right in the midst of Jesus' hunger moment. Jesus was hungry and he came in with doubt. Not to mention the toll of the body fasting brings, you know. When you fast, you, you, you're weak along the way. If, the word if. If means in case. If means suppose. Which means I doubt it. So, so, so Satan was like, if, meaning he doubted it. You know, he kind of knew, but, you know, I believe he knew also, but I believe there was that doubt also. And it was that doubt. I kind of saw it, but then I don't know. So if, you know, he playing around with these words here. Turn these rocks into bread. He told Jesus to turn the rocks into bread. Satan was showing one of the greatest weapons, his greatest weapons, his ability to bring discouragement. One of Satan's greatest weapons that he uses, he likes to bring discouragement with your immediate situation. Jesus had an immediate situation. He was hungry. So Satan brought discouragement in the midst of that immediate situation. Jesus was hungry. It would have been nice to have some hot butter bread. You know, when, we, when I used to go to... Um, Where's this place? Um, the the um, Ryan's, the, the the buffet place. When we used to go there, they used to serve hot butter bread. It would have been nice if Jesus would have had some of that good bread, that good hot butter bread, that one that you put the butter on. You you, you get what I'm saying? But that was, but 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 that's not what Jesus did. He could have did that, but 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 there were in front of him dirty rocks, dirty old rocks in front of him. Of course, Jesus could have, like I said, made it to, to be bread, but he didn't. But there was a greater lesson here that we read in the next verse why he didn't. See, many times the enemy like to get you caught up in you getting yourself wore out, worn out with him, showing him what all you're able to do. No, you stick to the plan. Jesus stuck to the plan. He could have did something different, but no, he stuck to the plan to let the enemy know that he had no power over him. Matthew 4 and 4. It says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. That proceeded it out of the mouth of God. Jesus answered. He replied to Satan. He didn't go away and hide. He didn't ignore him. He didn't speak in tongues. He used the word on him. Jesus said, yes, bread would be good. But I need man to survive after this episode of not having. Clearly, Jesus is using this as an opportunity to tell us. He wants us to prosper and live our lives by the word to ensure our needs are met continually. Do you get that? Do you get what Jesus did? He used that as a perfect example. Yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, I would like to have something. Satan suggested that. 
bread. I mean, he tried to create with Jesus, you know, what you know, because that was common food. That was a common staple meal in that in that time. So he just you know threw out what he knew that you know that Jesus probably was going to eat eventually. What, what, what would be yours? Chicken, steak, seafood. What's your weakness? What what what, what would the enemy throw to you? Car, house, whatever. Girlfriend, boyfriend, things. But when he threw at him, Jesus threw back and said, yeah, that's right what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But what I will tell you is man have to live past that little moment of pleasure. That little moment when your stomach is full and you're happy and then, you know, you're ready to go take a nap. You got to get past that. Fifth verse, Matthew 4 and 5. Then the devil taking him up into the holy city and set him and set him on a pinnacle of the temple. He set him on a pinnacle of the temple. The devil taking him. Many people have a problem with this. This scripture, this verse. Jesus was pretty much Jesus was translocated. Jesus was translocated. Many people have a problem with this part of it because you know he was he was physically moved. Some believe it was spiritual. But we'll prove from the next verse that it wasn't this it wasn't spiritual. We can prove before that it wasn't spiritual because if this was spiritual, he wouldn't have told Jesus to take the take the rocks and turn them to bread. If it had been spiritual, then he wouldn't have been able to you gonna take a spiritual rock and turn it to bread. No, he told him to fit that was a physical rock. He told him to turn to bread. So this was not spiritual, this was real. He was able to translocate Jesus. And we're gonna prove that in the next verse. The devil placed him on the highest part of the temple. For all to see. See, maybe that's what the enemy do. He like to embarrass you. He like to put you in, 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 in a display so the world, so other people can see you. Translocate. Let me get, and, and, and I know this to be uh, true because we, we, we read even in the book of Acts, you talk about the translocation. I think that's a Philip. And he was translocated from one after he baptized um, the eunuch. He was translocated, but also, um, I want to say that in deliverance, we you know this is deliverance ministry, and we have, you know, um, uh, we was listening to a testimony of um, a, a lady who called in the preacher to, to, to minister to uh, the family. She had different things going on. She would have the things being misplaced. You know, you don't don't think by a long shot when you're looking for something and you can't find it. It just happened to disappear. No, no, it happens. People, there are testimonies that people say that they're looking for something, you know, in your house. You look, you know, you put it somewhere and it's not there. Well, in this case, there was a situation when the house was pretty much hunted. They had some Indian burial ground going on. And so the people called for the deliverance minister. This is the ministry we connected with. You know, we, you know, travel, go places and do home deliverance. Um for different people who need it. If you need home deliverance and we can, you know, you can email us at nofleshglory at gmail.com. So, um, they went to the house, but before they got to the house, one of the reasons why they called was because the little girl was, one of the children was in the shower, taking a shower, and then they heard a scream upstairs, and then the, the devil had translocated the girl onto the rooftop. Now, some people say, well, that's too much. How can that be? Well, we we reading it right here. Jesus was translocated. The enemy has that ability because he's, you know, Jesus was in his fleshly form. 
he hadn't taken he he hadn't taken on his spiritual body. He still was in the fleshly form here, and so he was translocated and moved. This these things can happen. It, stories of preachers say that people was telling them they was in another country while they was yet in. Uh, um, uh, United States or wherever they was. So this, so this, the Bible is full of of things that we haven't all experienced yet. But don't mean it's not true because you didn't see it. Don't mean it's not true. Amen. So let's move on. The sixth verse, Matthew four and six, and it, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give thy angels charge concerning thee, and in thy hands they shall bear thee up. At lest at any time thy foot will hit against a stone. Thy foot hit against a stone. So here's the word if. If if word again. If. In case. Suppose. He pretty much told Jesus to commit suicide. Now if this was fleshly. I mean, if this was physical, I mean spiritual, then how could that be? He told Jesus to commit suicide pretty much. Tell Jesus to commit suicide. Kill yourself, Jesus. This clearly has a physicality in it. This is physical. This was physical. Why would he have to say that the angels would catch you? They would protect you if this was um, uh, um, uh, if this was spiritual. It, it, this was physical. And I know some of us have a hard time believing because when we read the scripture, we we sometimes people will read the scripture to find out things that they can comprehend. It's comprehensible that that the Lord can save. For some people, it's not comprehensible that the Lord can uh, 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 heal. They believe He can heal some things, not all things. We we live in a society where because we are not as active as they were in the Bible days, we tend to uh, dismiss or denounce these things secretly or within our hearts. But if the miracles that they were doing back in the Bible days, and the things that was going on in the Bible days was going was actually happening every day in uh, our country, then we would be in for shock. We would be shocked. Don't let your country, don't let America, don't let wherever you uh, uh, call, uh, tune it in to this broadcast, don't let that country, don't let your city, don't let your state mess you up as it relates to believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and how you see him because some preacher didn't understand the word of God or he or she ministered to you a certain way and then you believe only the way that they taught. You have to, the Bible said there's no private interpretation of the scripture. The Lord is able to give you a better understanding maybe of your forefathers had, maybe of your former pastor, maybe of the person you under now. Maybe of, even of me. I'm no, I'm just a minister. I'm just a preacher, pastor, leader. But I mean, I, I, my revelation, the Lord give me what He give me, He could give you, and what you give you, He could give me. It's nothing. Nobody's uh, uh, higher than the next person. The Bible says there's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. So we have to expand our mind sometime as it relates to this. So the four, four, uh, Matthew four and six, it says that. But but pay attention, right? When there is a physical need or lack, the devil continues to pound away. He kept pounding away. He, he six verse. He's not changing. He's not running away. He he he's pounding away at at the Jesus. He trying to he trying to 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 show him what he think he is. He's, he's trying to show him, but he can't, of course, because Jesus is undefeatable. He can't defeat him, but he's least he's trying. He's trying, and this is what we have to know. 
that he's going to try. He's going to keep coming after you. You can rebuke him. He's going to take a season away. He's going to come back. He's going to come back and come back. So the devil continues to pound away and to attack and blaspheme the Lord. He, he, he will continue to blaspheme the Lord to you. He will continue to tell you things that you won't make it. You won't, you won't be able to do this. You won't be able to do that. You won't be able to accomplish. No one in your family was ever saved. No one in your family believed in you. They think you're a hypocrite. They don't believe that, that you were really saved. I'm just saying, I don't know if that's the case, but that's what he would give you. But you have to do something drastic to change the situation. You have to let him know where to get off. You have to let him know, hey, I will stand. I will not be defeated by you. You have to believe the Lord for his word's sake. Amen. You have to believe him for his word's sake. You have to fight with everything in you. I've been in deliverance service. I've done deliverance before. And I see one thing that I do notice and I see time and time again when we do deliverance or we part of deliverance, we will see that the devil, when he's been disturbed... Normal people, even Christians, people that professing Christians have demonic uh, entities uh, in their soul part, not inside of their spirit. See, you can't. The spirit, when you get saved, you accept the Lord, your spirit is ascended, and you're sitting in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. But that soul part or that body part, you will have that manifestation of the devil, and that devil will tell you out of the mouth of that person that don't want to be embarrassed. You know, don't, because, I mean, you, 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 you can't make this stuff up. Nobody want to be embarrassed. Who want to sit there and let people look in their face and hear all the deepest, darkest secrets they've been holding on to, all the things that they thought they were delivered from? And that devil will say something like, no, I'm not leaving. So if the devil can physically speak out of a person's mouth when they're going through deliverance and say, no, I will not go, what make, him, what make you think he is not going to uh, 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 keep at you, keep at me, keep at us? That's what he do. He's going to keep at, keep at, because he feel like if he keep at, eventually he can win. But how many know today he can't win? Say, say the devil can't win because the Lord have me. Great is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That's scripture. Wow, my God. Fourth verse, Matthew 4 and 7. Jesus said unto him, it is written again. Look, he said, it's written again. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Jesus responded, don't play with me. I don't want you. Don't, don't play with me. I can't be tempted. Jesus can't be tempted. And he doesn't tempt. I have to take this side note. I have to take this side note because what happens sometimes we believe the Lord just sit there and he tempts. You know, he just sends temptation your way and you think it's God trying to show something to you, trying to, you know, he's putting this on me to show me a better way and all of this stuff. A lot of times that's not the case. But if you're going to believe it, then the enemy is just going to keep doing what he's going. Let's go right quick to James 1, verses 12 and 14. I want to do that quickly. James 1, verses 12 through 14. It says, Blessed is the man that endured temptation. When you endure, the Bible says you are blessed. For when he is tried... Not if, they say, when you are tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord had promised to them that love him. 13th verse says, let no man, see, James 1 and 13, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither he tempted any man. That's not why you're being tempted. That's not why things are going on in your life that seem like it's trying to take you out of out of God. Why would God send a temptation to you that will take you from out of his will? Why would God send a sickness to you that'll take you out? What's the sense of you being taken? What's what's what sense what what goodness is would a daily sickness be in your body? Why would God do that? Why would he do that? 
if he's our father, you are a father, you are a mother who may be listening to this call, or if you have children, would you give your child a daily disease to prove something to them, to get them in subjection to you? No, you wouldn't. But we've taught those things because that's what the enemy has given. And it goes on to say, in the 13th verse, we'll skip to the 14th. It, it says, James 1 and 14 says, but every man is tempted. Every man, every woman, every boy, or girl is tempted when he's drawn away because of his own lust. The things that you like. You're tempted because somewhere in there you like that. That was something you haven't got rid of. That's something that still was there. You know, sometimes when you're packing, you pack your suitcase in and you go to a, to a place. Sometimes you may forget something in that suitcase. And the next time you're ready to pack again, you say, oh, I didn't know my lotion was here. I didn't know my cologne was here. I didn't know this and that was inside of this bag. I, I forgot about that. Sometimes when you get saved and you, and you give your life to the Lord and you don't get delivered, there's some things that's still hanging around. Some things you still like. You still have a desire. So that's why you being tempted because that temptation. But then the good thing about that temptation is able to show you what you need to be delivered from. Temptation gives the show. Temptation has an ability to show you what you need to be delivered from. Not to sit back and let it happen and say God is doing it. We have to get past those things. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back to where we were. Amen. I, I hope that's. I hope this is helping you. Amen. Because even though I'm ministering this, you know, if, if, if a preacher could be honest, if a preacher is going to be honest, and I believe the preachers are honest for the most part, I believe the majority of preachers are honest. When a preacher minister, it helps them also. Because you're preaching to yourself and you can't effectively be a preacher, or keyword effectively, you can't be effectively uh, be a preacher and minister the word of God. And not be touched by it and not be moved by it and not allow it to work in you too. You can't be a one-sided preacher. Do what I say do and you do something different. Amen. Matthew 4 and 8. Matthew 4 and 8 and it reads, Again the devil taking him up, up into an exceedingly high mountain. And show him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. An exceedingly high mountain. The devil just... Don't quit. He just don't quit. Neither should we. The devil don't quit. Neither should you. He's keep back and forth, back and forth, keep doing more and more things. But he's not quitting. And neither should we. And Jesus is not quitting. He won't leave you alone if he know you're going to always give up. If he know every time he come to you, you give in to that temptation, that lust. And that lust don't always have to be sexual. It could be a lust for things. A lust for a car. A lust for a car that you can't afford yet. Lust for a house you can't afford yet. Or a lust for a house you can't afford but it ain't time yet. Whatever it can be. Whatever it is. But it's based on what's inside of us. And when he know you eventually give in to it. Then he's why you're going to keep coming. See, his, his coming to you. Uh, his freak, The frequency, I should say, of his coming to you changes once he know he can't get victory. You see, it's like a person when you're standing at, when you're at the light in your car. When that person, and those people are smart. They, they know where they can get money from. If they see you and you take, let's say you're going to work and you take the same route every day. And every day you give this person a dollar bill. Every time they see you, guess what they're going to expect? That dollar bill. But if you decide to not to give them anything, then they learn from the frequency of you not giving them anything. That you that, that that you're not the right person to come to, so eventually they stop coming to you. Same way with the enemy. If every time he come to you, he get a victory, then why should he not come? 
Why should he not come back to you if he every time he come to you, you give in to him? Every time he come to you, you say, okay, well, this is the last time. Amen. We have to we got to be careful of that. That's the things that he do. So he kept so the reason why he keep coming to Jesus only because he, this is this this is what he's trying to, you know, he feel like because Jesus is in a fleshly form that he's going to be to win victory. But we but we already know he won't. So even though he knows he couldn't defeat Jesus, he still tried. He showed him that and and also Satan showed him that he was over with with uh over this 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 mountain area and it's it's this land he, he what he was what 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 he was ruling over that he was the ruler of the of this stuff and how great he was you see the Bible said that he's the prince of the power of the air the Lord when he kicked him out of heaven he gave him dominion over certain sectors of the earth and and over the earth and he was able to have dominion so so he's showing. God, he's showing Jesus what, 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 you know, what he was had ability, what, what was given to him. But, but Jesus had more power than him. But that didn't stop him from letting him know that this is what I own. <clears throat> Many people fall victim to this scheme. All you have to do is throw in the towel. All you have to do is throw in the towel, give in to the pressure. You see? Come on, you, you, do, you, do, do you see how beautiful everything is? You, you see how beautiful everything is? All you have to do is, is, is turn. You know, you've been kept. The Lord been keeping you for this long. All you got to do is give in. He's a handsome man. Look at the muscles on him. Oh, look. At, she, all you got to do is give in. Look how pretty she is. Look how long her hair is. Look, 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 look at all the people that's doing it. Look at all the people that's doing this thing, this, these, these Christians uh, that's doing these different things. Look at this. Look, look, look at how all of this stuff is going on. All you have to do is throw in the towel. You know? You, you, you don't have to keep following God every day. That's the kind of thoughts the enemy. You don't have to do it every day. You know? Get it right before Friday. Get, get it right before Saturday. So Sunday you can be on fire for God. Everybody that's crying at the altar is not crying because they're repenting. I mean, everybody that's crying, that's crying at the altar and crying because they're worshiping God, they may be repenting. Amen. So, we have to be careful. So, the eighth verse goes on. They give in to the pressure. And then, they, 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 they fall without knowing. No, not. Excuse me. They know. But the people who are looking at them may not know what they did to get where they at. You see, because he shows that everything is beautiful. And many people fall victim to this, not knowing what the true intentions, because, and, and, and the true intentions is in the next verse. Matthew 4 and 9, we're running out of time too, but we, Matthew 4 and 9, and it said unto them, unto him, and he and said unto him, this was Satan talking to Jesus, all these things will I give. Well, how can he give something some people say, well, how can he give what he don't own? Well, he's he not giving what he don't own. He's, he's owning this stuff. All things will I give you if thou will fall down and worship me. If thou will fall down and worship me. He's saying, I have the power. Satan is letting it be known. He controls some things on earth. 
riches, power, fame. That's why we need Jesus to be the broker, if you will, to ensure we are gaining ground the right way. Many times people gain ground, it ain't necessarily the right way. You got this even in Christendom. You have some preachers have took some some back behind the scenes things that wasn't right, and they got they repented for to God, but the money and the prosperity they got they picked up somewhere else. But they cleaned it up through prayer, through the word of God, and you know, and they feel like the Lord forgave them. Maybe he did. I don't know. But I'm letting you know everybody who have glitter, they don't mean they have the gold. Everybody who have things don't necessarily mean they got it the right way. People repent. People move on. You have to know what people done. Just like I was reading this um this book. Um, um this random book, because I read all most of my books are uh uh uh, uh um uh, inspirational type books but I like to but I read other stuff too to get information on what's around me and the book was dealing with uh, about how people prosper and they make it and one thing that uh, this famous um, uh, acting school one of the they had so many points they said that you need to do to become an act in Hollywood but one of the things that stuck out to me was they say take up witchcraft and alchemy to get picked up when you go to Hollywood. Now why would that be? And this was a secular book. Take up witchcraft and alchemy. Witchcraft you know that's demonic. And alchemy is the study of elements. So why would you need that in Hollywood? Because it's to let you know that's what's there. So so, so that was the things. That, that, that you know that went on with that. So Satan goes on to say. Don't just worship me. In the ninth verse. Fall down on your knees. He is saying how many. You know how. Many people have gotten their wealth that way and influenced by bowing and serving Satan. This is called satanic wealth. Satanic wealth transference. And some believers get distracted of people's influence not knowing what they did to get there. You got to stop following people because they have things. Many people are being led by people. Many people are being led. Many church members are being led by preachers that are prosperous, but their prosperity didn't all come from the things of God. They get cleaned up. They accept the Lord Jesus Christ back. They repent and they move on. And you're thinking about, wow, because see, people, everybody want a preacher that has something. I remember my former pastor gave me a story. He told a story one time or back in the day when a preacher used to go preach. You know, they, they the preacher will say, well, they do a revival out in the country or whatever. And they will say stuff like, you know, we don't have any money to give you, but we, gonna, but we will give you something. And, 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 and so, you know, they would go up the road and they would hear clucking and they look pull over and they would see they would give them chickens or whatever they had you know not to say we have to do all of that nowadays but i'm just saying many pros most a lot of prosperity you see now does not come from where people say it comes from and that's even in the world the world show you already that's why you want to know why people that's uh that's in hollywood and the people that we look uh we've seen um to be important don't give much money you know why because they took a sacrifice to get there if i had to give my soul to the devil you think i'm ready to give you some of my money if i had to sacrifice my soul sacrifice some stuff i had to sign a blood covenant with this beast the same one we hear we see talking to jesus because if he offered it to jesus you don't think he offered it to these a lot of these people you see around so they take these blood. If you know you have to sell your soul to get something from Satan, you real, you real particular about you to giving money away. You're not about to give no money away if you have to sell your soul. 
So a lot of times you wonder why people ain't helping you. Because a lot of times they ain't helping you because they got they did something wrong to get the money they got. They ain't trying to help you. And then some people say, well, I'm just trying to show you and grow you up so you could be a man. And you could know a lot of times they've done something wrong to get it. So people that do wrong to get money, they don't always share it. I'm just letting you know that. We have to be careful what we following and what and who we following. Because all wealth is not God's wealth. That's just a side note. 4 and 10, Matthew 4 and 10. Then said Jesus unto them, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. Jesus had an answer once again. Some people have an answer to everything you say. But nothing to say to Satan. You have people you talk to. Every time you talk to them, they got a smart answer. They got a smart, you know, mouth as it relates to you and telling you things you they shouldn't tell you, telling you off. But when it comes to Satan in their life, they live a defeated life because they can't tell Satan back anything. He able to uh, create a ruckus in, 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 in their lives, and they don't. They're not able to tell him where to get off and tell them by his stripes I'm here. By tell him, you know, I'm delivered and set free. Tell him to step back, Satan. You don't own nothing. Tell him about the, the, I plead the blood of Jesus over this situation. They don't do those things, but they're able to tell you things. We have to redirect our anger. We have to redirect the things that we're dealing with that's not a God. Instead of looking at the preacher, even I talk about I talk about it all. Preacher, the people in the church, everything. And outside the church, nothing's off limits because it all affects us. All affects us. So, but you have to be careful about it. I respect the preachers. I appreciate the preachers because we. I'm one. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put me on a pedestal. I'm not gonna put me up and you down. I'm not gonna put you up and me down. We both can live, amen. So it's important that as believers that we understand these things. You see. So Jesus said, "Get out of my face." Pretty much in ten verse says, "Jesus said, get out of my face." You know it's written, meaning it's true. The only one we should worship and serve is the Lord. No matter the problem or situation. That's the only one we should worship and serve. Not Satan. He already does, You know what he could do. He's showing you his power. He's showing you what he's able to do. He's showing you what he owns and what he has. The influence. You're wondering why you can't make it. You're wondering why you have a financial difficulty. Because that's the spirit of mammon. The money we have is cursed. The money we use. The money Christians use. With our holy self. It's cursed. It has a curse on it. That don't mean you stop using it. You're blessed and you do what you got to do with it. But you look on it. It got all type of occult things on it. And we use that money. See, that's the separation between us. That's why the world look at us. Because we put ourselves to be somebody that we are not. We, we're somebody in Christ Jesus. That's who we are. But all of this other stuff we do, we're using that money. You look on the money, as a, there's, a, there's all type of uh, cultic stuff on that. You, when you pray to money, when you, when, you, when you pray, when you get money, you pray, not pray to money. When you get money, you pray whatever happened with that money illegal, that it, don't ha that, that it stops here. Amen. You can't just receive things. You don't know where it's coming from. Last verse, last verse. Amen. I, I feel that in my spirit, though. That's what I feel right now. When you get paid, you get your paycheck. And, you know, a lot of times we get a paycheck or we get direct deposit. Many times we don't walk around with cash. So a lot of times you don't know. But that money, that money when you do get, go to the ATM and you get cash out or you get cash back, you need to pray against everything that was done with this money that wasn't done. And when I was, when I was out in the world, I did a lot of things with money that wasn't godly. And so that money might be still circulating around. It might be in your pocket. 
My God. Uh, Matthew 4 and 11. Matthew 4 and 11. Last verse. Then the devil leaving him. The devil did what? The devil leaving him. And behold, the angels came and did what? Ministered to him. Satan leaving him. Satan went away. Notice there is no mention of the angels ministering to Jesus until after the battle with the devil. We never read that the angels was ministering to Jesus anywhere but here. Only when after the battle these angels came, they came after the battle. This is a good, this is a good reference. Just because God's assistance does not intervene all the time, does not mean He's not ready to 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 minister to you the second you need it. See, He only ministered to Jesus when He needed it. He when He when He was done with Satan, the Bible said that angels came and ministered to Him. When sometimes you feel like Jesus and God is not there because maybe you don't need Him. You might need Him because you just feel like you know you don't want to fight this battle. You might think you need Him because you feel like you don't want to deal with this. But He gave you the power to be able to run the devil. The power is inside of you to run him. Great is he that's in you that he that's in the world. My God. So that don't mean he's not ready to minister to you the second you need it. Jesus didn't need his father to assist us at the time because Jesus was already defeating Satan. It's almost like I remember going to school and they would have a fight and you have a family fight. Oh, you know, I'm from, you know, Louisiana, New Orleans, and we, a lot of stuff going on maybe in our uh, place that it may not go on in yours. But I mean, I know better than that. I know you've seen it too. White, black, whatever your color is. You've experienced and seen fights with dealing with family members or friends or cousins. And, and one thing I do know is that if there's, you know, back in the day when we, when I was out in the world, we would fight, we would fight. You would have, you know, this person picking on you and you and, and your mother or your father would tell you, you know, you go and fight them. And then nobody able was able to jump in. And as long as, as long as you and that person are having a fair fight, nobody would jump in. But if that person would would have it be unfair, somebody would jump in, like you got another cousin come in or whatever the issue was, then family member, and it'd get bigger. And so this was going on. Jesus was fighting Satan. It wasn't it was a fair fight. It was really unfair because Jesus was going to win anyway. But but uh but 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 he was fighting Satan. So Jesus, God had his daddy had nothing to do with it. He could. So maybe Jesus, maybe God is not intervening like you think he should because you got it. Maybe you got it. Maybe you're defeating him. Maybe you're defeating Satan. Maybe when he, not maybe, I believe he is. I believe that you're defeating Satan. That's why the, the Lord don't always show himself like you need him to be, be to, to, uh, to come in your life like you need to, to see. Because see, we visual. We want to see things too much. Maybe the God wanted to sit back and watch what he taught you to see if you're able to do what it is that he taught you and with the scripture. Let's let, let me let me move on. So Jesus had the word in him and power. But after the battle, the angels came to tend to Jesus' physical needs and spiritual. And it also shows there is a tiredness after about with Satan. You want to know why sometimes you may be tired and see that's how you know you're fighting because all of a sudden now you're real tired. You don't know why. Well, you well you well, you could take the route and well, maybe I'm sick. You could take that route. That's always what the enemy give you. But see, the truth be told is you was fighting spiritual. Whenever you help a person, a man, a woman, a God, whenever you help a believer, unbeliever, whenever you help somebody, the enemy will try to target your body with different ailments or different pains in your body. You want to know why you might get pain? You, you want to know why you get pains in your body sometimes? Because the enemy try to target you because he don't want you to help anybody. And because people don't let you know you helped them sometimes, you help people, they don't come back and say, hey, I appreciate what you did, brother. What you did help me. You know, they'll go on. So now you can't connect. See, that's the biggest thing the enemy do. He want to take the connection from you. 
so you don't connect the two. You don't connect the dots. You ain't not able to connect that, hey, I'm feeling this pain. Hey, I'm feeling this. Hey, I'm feeling some kind of way. Hey, I'm tired. You can't connect them because they didn't come back to tell you. So maybe later on the Lord will say, you know what, this is what's going on. Amen. So Satan, so he came in, he was defeated. But but this is what I want to end with. But learn to fight to the end. Learn to fight to the end. Fight past the temptation. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We appreciate you, Father. Touch each and every person. Bless each and every person on today. Hallelujah. Oh, deliver, Lord. Sit, send down your deliverance in the name of Jesus. Your mighty fire right now. Burn right through. Everything that's not of you. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Touch each and every person right now. Send deliverance, Lord. Heal and set free. Come against the oppressed mind. Come against the spirit of suicide. Come against the spirit of murder. Come against the spirit of mental attack. The spirit of anxiety. We cast you out right now in the name of Jesus. The spirit of hopelessness. And the, everything that the enemy will try to come and attack you with. We come against it right now. We come into the spirit of a re retaliation. You will not be retaliated against by help. Helping the people of God. You will not lose your focus and grip by helping somebody. The Lord will protect you. The Lord will give you what you need. The Lord is awesome in your life. I believe the Lord is delivering you now in the name of Jesus. The Lord is touching you now in the name of Jesus. The Lord is touching you now in the name of Jesus. The Lord is touching you now and delivering you from all your hurts and pains. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.